And welcome to the 103rd episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared, and to my left is... Mikey. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my. Um, Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. So it's been a couple weeks uh, delayed on uh, this podcast on Yoga Hosers. So what we're going to do today, we're just going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching, and I'm guessing the two or three weeks that it is that since we've done an episode... Also, uh, after that, we will do our normal uh, review on uh, the death rattle of Kevin Smith's career, Yoga Hosers. Uh, uh, all right, so bury the lead there. <laughs> let's go around and talk about what we've been watching this week. Uh, first movie I watched is a movie Eric and I watched together. We sat down and watched, what's the name of the movie? Swiss Army Swiss Man. Army Man. Uh, this is the movie where Paul Dano... Uh, stranded on an island and gets with, uh, uh, stranded with a corpse of Daniel Radcliffe, who is a uses his flatulence to um, much benefit. So this is a movie that when the trailer came out and also the initial like festival reviews, yeah, very positive. We were super excited for this movie. Yep. Very much so. The, Nick, the trailer still to me is the greatest thing about yeah. the film. Uh, Nick was supposed to watch it, then ended up not being able to. So dodged a bullet right there. Uh, Jared yeah. and I ended up, yeah. Uh, this movie rode the fine line of we almost really like this movie. We yeah. like it for most of the movie. It's really well done. It's really well done. Oh yeah, very much so. But the movie kind of ended, and Jared and I just looked at each other like, well, and like, there's a serious? lot of stuff in the film where I looked past the weirdness, expecting that in the end things would become coherent and make uh, some form of logical sense. Spoiler alert, that never happens, at least as far as I'm concerned. Maybe someone smarter than I can explain the film to me, but it just seems like a ran- a bunch of random weirdness. Without specifics, too, there was a storytelling choice in, in, towards the middle of the film that really like got Jared and I to realize, oh, uh, like this may not yeah, be this something is not gonna be it for we're going to enjoy. Yeah. But... That being said, I was holding out hope all the way through that yep. it was going to turn around for me. The movie ended, and Jared and I just looked upset. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was like, man, we were really looking forward that, to that. That was the movie. Like, I specifically went to a video store to rent that film because I was tired of not seeing it. So I was pretty disappointed. <coughs> um, now, I did. That's the only movie that I watched outside of Netflix this week. So everything else I say uh, was watched on Netflix streaming. Oh, you uh, Mikey, uh, didn't watch Rogue One? Well, but I think I mean, we did a whole like, podcast yeah. I was like, on that. I don't but think if someone's not to... listening, uh, Jared, I don't know if you know this. Jared's a big, uh, I believe, I believe he's Star like Wars re- thinks of himself as a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. So he went and saw a little little film called Rogue One twice. Can't wait to go back, uh, Mikey. I watched a documentary that you saw uh, and recommended to us. Uh, I watched Man versus Snake. Yes. You don't even remember the movie that you recommended to me, do you? The the guy being the video game. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it, go. that's it. It's like uh, <laughs> I remember now. And he's back. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it took a my goodness! It took a I, that was a scary feeling when I looked at you. And I was like, he literally has no idea what I'm talking about. No. Uh, I'll tell you what. Now you've not seen King of Kong or is King of Quarters. Is that what it's well, called? it's no, it's King of Kong, a uh, fistful of fistful quarters. Of quarters. That's right. This is to me obviously a sequel to that film. Oh really? It is made much in the same manner. Mm. I'll tell you this. Is it made by the same people? I believe so. I didn't I didn't research it. If it's not, then they took the playbook of that movie and tried to replicate they it here. It off. Yeah. yeah. Even so far as like they tried to create a villain kind of like uh, uh Billy Mitchell. Yeah, Billy Mitchell. Which by the way, Billy Mitchell's in that this movie and actually seems like a decent human being. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, uh I liked it a lot with the caveat this is nowhere near as good as um King of Kongs. Um but very enjoyable. If you like that type of thing, I would highly recommend it. Um I did watch all of in uh Portlandia season six this uh mm. this week. I love that show. It's season six. If you like the show, please continue. If you do not, I'm pretty sure season six is not going to win yep. you over. So uh, I watched uh, – we'll leave that one for last. Um, I watched a movie from a book series that I'm a huge fan of, so I was very excited to watch it. 
It just came on Netflix, I believe, this week. It's called I Am Not a Serial Killer. We watched it both the same night. Yeah. Uh, okay. I texted you about it, and you never texted me back. I didn't well, know if you'd yeah, actually I, watched it yet. I had already watched it by the time Gotcha. You, uh, All right, so this is a series of YA novels, which, believe me when I say, really rides that line of what YA is. But yeah. it's about a kid, a teenager, who is obsessed with serial killers and is pretty convinced that he will, in fact, become a serial killer. But he's trying to fight it. He's trying to fight it. And then what ends up happening is a serial murder start happening in his town and his attraction to the possibility of meeting a real life serial killer is more than he can handle. Oh, um, interesting. And I'll give you just one little hint because I think it's a detriment to the film if, if you, you don't, don't know it, this. Yes, absolutely. There is horror elements to the thing. It's not a thriller. There is some fantastical elements to the story. Um, I really, really thought they knocked it out of the ballpark. A couple of like head scratching moments, but really, I thought it was a great adaptation of a book. I really like. I have actually, uh, even though uh, I've I've met the man personally, like yeah, I've met the his author. name is Dan Wells. Yeah, He's a I, very good author. I uh, went on a writing retreat and uh, spent like a week with him. But uh, I actually have not personally read the book. It's something I've just I can't. I've never gotten around to. Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast he does. But it was a kind of a question for me when we saw this hit Netflix because I had I had intended to make sure I read the book before this happened, mm-hmm. and I didn't. But then it became, do I want to wait and read the book or do I want to just go ahead and watch the movie? I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger, watch the movie. I enjoyed the movie quite yeah. a bit. I think I still would enjoy the book. It's very faithful to the book, as a matter of fact. Uh, there was only a couple of things that I noticed as a deviation. The, there's the female love interest maybe sort of character in the the movie she's a lot more in the book than she is in i I, I assume that would probably have to be the case i gotta say it was really great to see christopher lloyd in something too that was decent dude christopher lloyd eats it up in that film he is Mm. so good it's one of those roles like when i'd heard they were making the film i wasn't sold on them making it then i heard that they cast christopher lloyd i went okay they they know what they're doing i love what they do in you know i love back to the future but like to see Christopher Lloyd not be in a goofy role and yep. be in a serious role yep. was great, man. It was refreshing, and yep. he does he he knocks it out of the park in it. So yep. does so does the the main kid Max Records. Yeah, like, he's very good like, too. I thought, the, I thought the main two leads were very good. It's a I could be wrong on this. This is just me looking at the film and and thinking. I don't think it was shot digitally. It looked to me like it was shot on hmm. sixteen millimeter. Um, it has a very like seventy ish look to it. Yeah, I, I like the movie a lot. I'll say this. It's very indie in the sense of like this does not have a big budget, so give it. Just know that there's going to be some special effects that when it happens, like it's not the best special effects. No, they're not. But they're not. They're not ruining though. You no, know what I'm saying? They're not. But yeah. just know that like yeah. you're watching a very well done low budget movie. Agreed. All right. The next thing that I watched is I know two other people at this table have already finished it as well. Mikey, I'm guessing you did uh, not watch the OA bad. season one this week. Who? The OA. <laughs> Take that as a no. I don't think so. It just came on Netflix. Uh, without spoiling, I'll give a very brief premise of the, the TV series. It, it From the outset, at least, because believe me, it doesn't stay with this type of story. But You're going to give what I told you the other yeah, day? Yeah, the, the, it involves a, girl, a blind girl who disappears and comes back years later with her vision back. And a lot of weird stories. And then things. Yeah. Uh, t- <laughs> and that is the tip of the iceberg in the truest sense of the phrase. I do want to talk about if you guys liked it yep. or not, but I will say this yeah, to anybody that's interested either. about watching it. I believe it is very much in your benefit to do no research on this, yeah. to simply go watch it with no prior knowledge. I'm so glad I knew nothing about about this. I actually never even watched the trailer to the the show. Oh, I, I woke I up one morning and just really pressed play. He said that it was like the trailer basically like the gave, kind of, from my memory, what you just said. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was that. It just gave that premise. All right. It did not imply what I was actually about to watch. Right. So I thought it was a complete success. I loved it very much. With one caveat, I think the final episode has some issues. Having said that. They are issues that I don't find ruined it. I just went, there's a lot of questions I well, have for season issues, two to address. Yeah, I'd say there are issues that can be solved in a season two um, if yeah. there's a season two. I have no problem with the last episode if there's a season two. Yeah. If there's not, then 
No, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things. You liked it, though? I did, yeah. Um, where would this rank as far as oh, Netflix goodness. TV shows go? Is this as good, <sighs> less than, or greater than Stranger Things? I actually Ooh. put it above Stranger I, Things. I honestly... Man, that's a tough call. Yeah. Which for me is saying something because I love Stranger Things. Yeah. But, um, Mikey, why, you still haven't watched Stranger Things, have you? No, that's not true. I'm I not. Have. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. really? Did we talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, we did mm-hmm. talk about it on the podcast. Okay, yeah, I so you ahead. did watch Stranger yep. Things. Um, it is the most intriguing thing I've seen for a long time. Yeah. Even from the first episode, I was like, I have no idea what's happening, but yeah. I want to see more. The first episode, though, doesn't really get into the meat of what it is. Uh, it starts yeah, with it at the end. Yeah. The end of the first, so Nick and I watched the first episode together. This is like 11 o'clock at night. Now, I have to work at, you know, the afternoon the next day, 1230. Uh, Nick watches. He goes, yeah, I think that's it for me. But he he s- sits there. He goes, man, what the heck is that mean? What is that about? He's like, none of that was in the trailer. So he's like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm, I have a little bit of time. So I go, uh, I'm going to watch maybe one or two more. Fast forward, <laughs> it's six something in the morning. Yeah. I've watched the whole entire season. I'm like, why do I do this? To I myself? didn't do that. I did finish finish it within a 24 hour period. Man, though. Oh, if, after episode two, and I didn't have to work. <laughs> if you're on the fence on episode one, I'm not saying you'll know what it's about fully. I mean, after episode two, you don't really know at all what you're going to see most of the way through the season until you see at least episode two. Um, to me, I think this is a show where every episode adds it does. another layer. So, like, it's my, I th- it, you know, if you finish episode four and you're like, okay, I think I really got a bearing on <laughs> where this is and where right. it's going. Episode five changes it. Episode six changes it. Yeah. And none, none of it feels like cheating either. Um, now, my personal thoughts on it, I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, I wasn't, I just kept pressing play. I was like, I got I to gotta keep watching more. Um, I'll say this. I had some of the same issues. I, I still enjoyed season one. I had some of the same issues that Jared had uh, without giving spoilers away. Um, I'll say this, though. Regardless of even if they don't fix, like even if there's not a season two, I think for some scenes and scenarios that are in this show, um, being as I'm being very vague. I'm just trying not to spoil anything. Um, there's a scenario in this show that has repeatedly gone back to. That is one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen on TV or film. And it's worth watching, I think, just for that alone. Um, Even if it doesn't end well or there's no season two, like, I I think I still feel like I didn't waste my time. Yep, I agree. Um, So it's one of those things, give it a shot. Even if it's left open-ended, I guess. Um, It still would be one of the greatest things I've seen. I agree. I think, aside from that, that, it's not the only thing I liked about it, but I think... Stranger Things, I think I enjoyed more as a whole, but the concepts and stuff delved into what I'm referencing in OA is the, beyond the what, reason that I the put quality is beyond anything in Stranger Things. Yeah, the the clincher for me is when I watched Stranger Things, I recognized every element. Yeah, I was like, this is a amalgamation of many great things put together in a pot, you know, and boiled for a couple of hours until it was ready. The OA is, I've never seen anything. I've never seen a movie like it, and I've never seen a TV show like it. Yeah, it is a completely, I've never read a book like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is something truly new and original. I find it funny that we all, like, it's same kind of, we've done this with, we did it with Stranger Things, but we we, ne- we didn't plan to watch these. <laughs> yeah. Like, we didn't say, hey guys, let's all watch, like, we just. Yeah, this was not a coordinated exactly, thing. No. When I was on the last episode, I finally was like, I got to text Jared and tell him to watch his show, and I texted Jared, hey. You should really, I highly recommend checking out the OA. And he goes, I'm on the second to last episode. Like, so, awesome. Yeah, I yeah. come home from work and Nick's like, oh man, I finished it today. And I go, yeah, so did I. And he goes, oh, wait. Like, like, and I, was I like, started doing the math in my head and I was like, wait a minute, you went to work. Did you just watch it all in one night? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, you did. I did. All right, cool. Uh, Eric, what did you watch this week? Oh, let's see. Um, I watched a movie with Nick. Um, called Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar oh, Children. Dear Lord. This is the new Tim Burton one, right? Yes. I saw and the trailers, and this about- is one of those movies where I've, I I looked at it and went, it's almost like a joke of his own career as far as I can tell. Uh, and I'm guessing you really didn't like it. Well, here's the kicker. I read the book, and okay. I, I enjoyed the book. It's not a wonderful YA novel, but it's a enjoyable YA novel. Yeah. Uh, actually, I really liked the first one. The second one was okay. Third one, I quit. I, yeah. I, I, like, I was just got bored. 
But anyway, so I was like, I read the book. I'm going to watch a movie. From how how many minutes into it, it, Eric, do you think I was just like, this is horrible? Oh, he was mad. Very and from the very beginning, the adaptation decisions they made made no sense whatsoever. For well, and story. I can I can tell you what the adaptation reasons were without having read the book oh, or yeah. seen the movie. It was to create interesting visuals. Yep, exactly. Right. Well, yes, and um, but even some of the. Things they do in a story to abbreviate the time length. Yes. They did. They hurried through things in this that were building blocks of the story and were completely lost through gotcha. the rest of the film. And because of that, they had to basically completely rewrite the end of the film, and it was oh. horrifically terrible. You made it, it all the way bad. to the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was, did you like it, Eric? No. No? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, Actually, because that's interesting, because obviously I don't, I'm not going to say I don't respect Nick's opinion on it, but it's hard for me to take someone's opinion who's read the right. book and has it's prior knowledge of my... it. So the fact that you watch the same movie having not read it and have the same reaction means This that... movie made me not want to read the book. I, yeah. told, I told Nick, uh, because he and spoke I highly totally of it, get it. <laughs> like, before I we watched either. it, he'd mentioned it before. And like uh, you know, when he saw something about it, I was like, oh, I you know, I think we watched the trailer like a while back. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've read the book. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm interested to see that and was speaking really highly of the book. As this was going on, I, at a certain point during the movie, I turned to Nick and I'm like, "Hey, Nick, I go, eh, this doesn't make me want to read the book." No. He's like, "This is nothing like the no, book." No, it's not. I, in fact, what they did is they took the parts of the book that were intriguing and added mystery to the story and made you want to keep reading, and yeah. they just force fed you it in the very like the first three minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It oh. I know Eric didn't like it. I was like probably visible, visibly angry at watching. Was it kind of like when we watched uh, Yoga Hosers uh, with me? <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I wasn't looking over at Nick as much because oh. Nick sits kind of like behind me a little bit. Off the I side. was like groaning during Yoga Hosers when we'll uh, we'll get to that. Well, we'll Jared. Me and, and, you know, Nick, we, we watched it together. And there were moments where it's not like I was looking over at Jared every two seconds. But there would be a horrible moment, and I would just look over, and Jared would just shoot me this look of, like, I want to kill Nick. And I would catch it. And it made me wonder how many times Jared shot me that look, and I didn't oh, look yeah. over and well, see I was, it. like, watching Jared's reactions and stuff and, like, stifling laughter oh. because of how visibly I could see it annoying. It actually, to me, was a... You know what, guys? We got, yeah, we got to Because I was going to... Gonna, we're going to keep talking about yoga hoses before we do it. So, all right. Um, we're still in there. Eric, what else did you watch this week? Uh, next thing I watched is one of my favorite movies in a very long time, if not my favorite movie Why are you bringing this up right now? You're going to pick it for the podcast. I, I mean, I can not reference it at all and just say that it'll be my pick for this, this week. Will be That's the- right. The second time that you've said we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have to already about it. I was gonna say Eric has not stopped talking yeah, about this movie. So um, well, yes, <laughs> but let me about it so much he's made me not want to see. <laughs> well, it. Yes, <laughs> I did tell him I was like, yeah, but he's got a trump card. He can yeah. pick it next Nick, week. Yeah. Nick's used the the term. He, this is what he said to me. He goes. Uh, now I see why Jared doesn't want want to watch Detectors <laughs> <laughs> because he just picks on it and on it like yeah. yeah. Let me to my defense. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, First off, let me defend myself. Just a second before you go any further. We don't even know what movie at we're least t- tell the name of the movie. Okay. So, well, okay. So I, I will be picking it later as you'll hear. Uh, it's a movie called Sing Street. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me just say this. So I I see this. It's not like I discovered. I mean, I heard good things about it. Um, I saw the reviews were phenomenal for it. So I put it on a list of things to check out. When I actually watched it, I had no person to actually talk about with this movie. No one I knew has actually seen this movie. So like the frustration of having this thing that I love that I want to like bounce things off of or yeah. like, you know, share with someone and then no one like knows it. Yeah. So it's like, I- I'm-, I'm sorry, but I'm like, you guys are my friends. You're my movie watching group. I want to do like... I'm like, we, come on, let's watch it. So, and then we delayed for it was supposed to be my pick that night, but then we delayed. Yeah. So uh, then all of a sudden, I have to sit here and wait to like pick it. So I'm like trying to get someone, you know, to watch it, and like to the point where Nick now doesn't want to see the movie. Well, he's gonna see it. Cause, Go in with an open mind. But anyway, that's that's what no, I uh, watched uh, twice uh, this week. <laughs> I had yeah. to hold myself off from watching Mike. it a third or fourth. Watch night. it twice with the knowledge he's gonna be awesome. rewatching it this yep. week. So, is that it? Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Um, the only thing that I watched that has not been mentioned yet is um, I watched the first season of Man in the High Castle, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I had started watching before. I think I watched like the first episode and kind of gave up on it. Um, 
my recommendation is stick with a couple episodes of the show because it gets fantastic. It really is very good. I it's ten episodes, right? Yeah, I believe and, I finally stopped around the sixth or seventh. Really, you got uh, it that far, huh? I liked the first two episodes mm-hmm. and then became utterly bored with it after. Really, that. Oh, that's um, weird. I think the idea is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters to me are not that good, with the exception of the villain character. The villain character, the guy from Dark City, is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And I've heard season two knocks it out of the ballpark. And as a matter of fact, the yeah. reviews I read said that season two benefits from the unreasonable amount of world building that season one does. It is a lot of world building. Yeah. Season one. I've only watched the first episode of the second season so far, so I, I can't really give too much gotcha. opinion on it, but I ended up really enjoying it. They kind of, they kind of really drove it home at the end too. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, maybe I, at some I point. It. Cool. Mikey. Uh, I watched some Narcos. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot about this. Yeah, uh, think? I think there's only two seasons, and that's it, right? Like, it there's so not going to be a third season. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. I believe season two is like that was meant to be the end. Huh? Yeah. Well, no, I, I've I'm I'm almost done with the second season. So yeah, is it good? I like it. I've heard it's really really, I've heard really good. But good yeah, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: that thing is like three quarters subtitled. Mostly all subtitles. And Mikey's still watching. That's, that's his way of telling us how much he likes yeah. it. Yeah. Mikey, by the yeah. way, has been watching this since it released. He's just, it's just taken <laughs> yeah, a while. It's taken it that long. Well, that's true, actually. I started I wa- it I whenever it first came I saw Mikey it, and he was like uh, underlining words yeah. with his finger. He yeah. was sounding it out. My and dictionary. then he was licking his finger and pretending to turn pages. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> it's a good show. Definitely. You guys need to check it cool. out. Cool. I've well, heard let us know if it things, uh, yeah. closes out really good. Oh, yeah. Is that it? That's it. All right, guys. Um, get the death rattle out and let's uh, close out the it? career. Brought a rattle. Shame. Shame. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. Okay, let's go. All right, the movie that Nick picked for this week is Yoga Hosers. Uh I will admit I didn't look anything up. I don't know that this film deserves to have me do any research on it. Uh, it's running 20% on Rotten There's Tomatoes. no way it's running 20%. 20%. It's running 20%. I just read that. I just looked it up today. I don't I know just, how a professional just... critic watched this film and came out with anything but pure um, disgust. I read a review that said this was uh, his best uh, movie in years. Uh, like, you know, they finally got it back. It said it was his best movie in two years. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, let me just start by apologizing for picking this film. Um, I, I, I don't know what happened. Were you just in a good mood the night I, that I you might have been it? in a really good mood the night I watched it. It might have <laughs> been my love of Kevin Smith podcast shows yeah. and the seeing the birth of this idea and then yep. seeing some, all of the inside jokes of the comic mm-hmm. or of the podcast. Come, coming in, uh, in that's the funny because I had that too and got a different effect. right. Um, for whatever reason, my judgment apparently was, and I, and you can go back and listen. I don't know what episode. But I remember you I saying that this, it wasn't for everybody, but you did. I think enjoy my it. exact words were, "It was a terrible movie that I actually enjoyed." Uh, my opinion has changed somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> you, were you drunk um, like while you're watching? It's, it? like, you know what? It's, <laughs> nah, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Um. All right, so how about we do our know. star ratings? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I cannot go zero because there were a couple of things, <laughs> but I think I can't go higher than a half. Oh, wow. This is on half. par of Armageddon. Yeah. Man. yeah. All right, Mikey. I'll go three. You're <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's all worth it now. I am so angry right now. <laughs> yes. I'm going three. Is it, are you joking? <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. Oh, my goodness. I got it figured out. I don't know I'm where so he went happy. wrong on this. I'm so happy. I know where he went wrong. Oh. That's so Nick. good to hear. Uh, yeah, it's a one for me. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a one and a half. Oh. This has to, I mean, it definitely is the lowest rating I've ever given a movie that I picked. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess let's start with what you did like about the film. Uh, there was something. <laughs> when I, I, the, the problem is I, was, I meant to rewatch it recently, at least have it on in the background so I could remember it, but... I, I did not actually have time to rewatch it. Oh. If I remember correctly, I thought that the Haley Joel Osment scenes 
I'm not sure. If I I'm remember you word. said that. Yeah, no, I remember you said that. So. Uh, we're we're pretty funny in how stupid that they were, and hmm. um, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Glowing review. All right, I should we go to Mikey or wait for him? No, for last? yeah, let's wait for Mikey on last All one right. on this one. Um, I I have uh two things I'll mention. Okay. Uh, one, I don't know if I noticed first time around, but I did rewatch it since it's been uh, a couple weeks since we'd seen it. The cinematography of this movie. Now, I'm not saying special effects when I say this comment. You're talking about but camera this, angles. Yes, the camera angles, the colors. The colors, yeah. This is a beautiful movie. Especially Kevin Smith, who proclaims to not care about the look of his films. Um, uh, There's definitely, I'll say this, the even though there are some very skillful shots, they do something I hate, which is overdo the sweeping shots to start like start a, a shot and then sweep the camera up or sweep left or right. There's too much of that. Yeah. But there's some really good uh, camera angles in this, and the the look of the movie is fantastic. Like it it really looks high quality. I don't know. I, I looked at the guy that they grabbed, and I really didn't know his work other than Tusk. So, um, he definitely is gonna be a guy that's probably gonna be like up and coming. But, you know, I, when I say that, I mean the special effects are absolutely terrible. Uh, but, yeah, like I, I was really, I actually think the cinematography was a plus on this. Um, it was a good-looking film for the budget they had. Uh, another thing I actually liked, against my better judgment maybe, uh, I liked the character of uh, Guy Lapointe. Um, okay. I liked the ridiculousness of it. I liked it in Tusk. It's what kind of won Tusk over for me. Let's let's pull back for a minute because I don't think it's actually possible to talk about this movie without at least Referencing talking Tusk. about Tusk. Cause, and actually, Eric brought up this point. Technically, this movie probably shouldn't have been allowed. It is in some way, shape, or form attached to Tusk. I didn't oh, really think go. about it. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, it's a, it at least yeah. happens uh-huh. in the same universe. It, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, a, me, it's like a Star Wars spinoff. Believe me, if I could have gotten dodged this bullet, I would have. Oh, mm. when I said that to Jared, the look of sadness. <laughs> yeah, like, I realize, had it out and didn't take when it. When he realized he could have <laughs> tried to veto it. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Uh, Tusk was a film that Kevin Smith did before this. It's part one of what he calls his True North Trilogy. True North Trilogy. Yeah. Um, that film was an extremely tonal shift of uh, horror and comedy. absurd comedy that just kind of was at war th- it, with itself about um, what it wanted to be. Uh, it, and that's actually what I thought this film would be in line right. with Tusk, with but what I ended up finding, and you guys can back me up or tell me I'm wrong, this feels like even dumber than Tusk at its dumbest. Very so. Very without so. any of the actual it, uh, it, horror overtones yeah. that Tusk had. And there's really no concept behind this film. Yeah. Whereas, there, like, at least Tusk had, like, a concept they went with. Yeah. Well, I'm and not sure what the, the villain's is. backstory in Tusk, I, we don't need to give spoilers, but, like, I found... That one element of that movie like really helped me appreciate and right. love the movie. There, there's no anchor in this film to me no. that I can see. No. Um, Eric, I uh, cut you off when we were talking to to talk about Tusk for a minute. Yeah, so, so uh, you were talking about Gay Point, right? Well, that's what they wrote on his Gee. book. It's yeah, Gay Gee Point. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but no, Gila Point's character and and also just the meta ness of it of knowing from hearing from the podcast that this was a role that. Even though it's absolutely ridiculous, Johnny Depp. Because you're like, oh, how did you get Johnny Depp on this? Well, for anyone that doesn't know, um, uh, Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp, the main uh, two actresses, are actually real life like best friends. They went to school together to the same school. They, they're real life best friends. So it's not like Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp hang out all the time, but they are acquaintances. And so when Kevin approached Johnny about being in this movie and that he wanted to put uh, Lily Rose in there. He was all for it. Um, now, when he did the uh, character of Gila Point in uh, Tusk, yeah. he was having fun with it, and he actually made the character even more ridiculous than what it was. Like, if you don't know, without being dirty, I'll just say his nose is a, a phallic representation. Sure. That was Johnny Depp's idea. Um I, I really get the sense of... Was the shifting birthmarks or moles or dude, whatever that... Was that, that in sh- Tusk or that, not? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. The shell game of moles, when I realized... I brought it up during the movie. When I realized what was going on, I became fascinated. I guess I could put that in the light yeah. category. That's one of those things where it's like, 
it does call attention to it, but at least you got to give him credit that he didn't. They never mentioned point assigned to it or something because that that to me is the mentality of this. Basically, if you've seen this movie and didn't notice Johnny Depp's giant probably has sleeping keeps moving. It's in each shot. It's in a different scene. There were a couple shots where there were extra moles. There's one scene where there's like over ten moles. Like the next scene, there's and they were all on his nose. No, I mean they'll move. They'll be on his cheek. It'll be up his cheek, down his cheek. It'll be on the tip of his nose. Like no, there was one where they were all on his nose. Oh, I'm just saying like five moles on his nose. It was like a shell game that like was getting ridiculous, but then they knew and then just made it even more ridiculous. I just enjoyed the ridiculousness of his character. He's got like a his dry cleaning like tag still like on his uh, clothes through half the movie. That's funny. I didn't notice that either. Um, I I I was the tag, but I didn't. I was barely making it. So that's what it was. I didn't understand what the tag was. Like I'm just saying, like it it to me was like I I enjoyed the how fun they were having with it. Um, other than that though, there really there wasn't much. I I think there was a line um that I really actually didn't like Justin Long's character. Yeah. the yoga uh, uh, teacher. But there was a line he said that legitimately I think is is pretty funny. It's probably the funniest line I think in the movie. Kevin Smith, I don't think, knows what to do with Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, he was the worst thing about uh, Zach and Mary. Um, he gives him these parts where he's just like absolutely over the top. And I just don't think that's a strength of his. Now, maybe Justin Long likes to play that kind of thing, yeah. but I, I don't get it. I th- were you about to say a line, though? Yeah, I'm not sure. He, he says at one point when he's angry and he's talking to the girls, he says, we'll, he goes, we, we will inflict yoga upon our enemies until they join us in peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that, that line legitimately, I think, is pretty hilarious. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. This, this we're, we're still on positive, so we won't go, in, go into it, but. I did enjoy some of the humor that was there, but there was just so much that fell flat. So. Yep. Nick. Yeah, okay. Um, some of the Giva Point stuff was pretty funny. I He um, wore out his welcome real early yeah. with me in this movie. Um, he actually, it was the exact opposite. Uh, in, in Tusk, he was very annoying and then won me over as yeah. the film went on. He had So when I he came on the screen at first to me, He'd built up this goodwill, yeah. and then as the movie went on, slowly and surely yeah. uh, destroyed any kind of good points I'd had with that character. Um, At the end of this film, I could not stand yeah. him or oh. anything else in this film. <laughs> I really hope he... Because for anyone who doesn't know, as we said, it's the True North trilogy. The next movie is supposed to be called Moose Jaws. It's Jaws with a moose. Yep, in Canada. Yeah. So yeah. instead of a shark, you have a a, a killer uh, moose. But my thing is if Gila Point isn't the main character of that movie, then I don't know if I'm going to That's why I'm looking forward to it because I look at it and I go, well, if they're doing that and G- we know Gila Point's going to be in it, you know, is he going to be playing like a Sheriff Brody or is he going to be pairing playing um, you know, Quint, like the, the, the guy that's, you know, the expert. It would or make more sense if he was Quint. But I'm just saying, regardless, in the he, to me, is probably going to be one of the main characters of that movie. It just seems thematically like that would fit. Yeah. So the fact that he's been my favorite part so far of those two movies, it makes me look more forward to that than I probably should because I did not like Yoga Hosers. I got to say, until he has a rebound, I don't know if I can say I actually look forward to yeah. This movie is bad on so many levels that it has ruined my... Because there was a time where I said I would watch anything he puts out, even in, if it's not my favorite. I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, this movie was bad enough. I may not come back. Well, this movie... Obviously, we're all Kevin Smith fans. I know it's like Wayne. And we're still fans because we love the podcast. I, li- I was listening to this podcast on my way over We're, here, we're still so. Kevin Smith fans. Now, we are all Jaws fans, but Nick especially... Has, it, Jaws is like a religion to Nick, and when I say yeah. Jaws, I mean Jaws, not Jaws two, Jaws three, right. Jaws Revenge. Uh, does the fact that Kevin Smith is going to be tackling basically the storyline of Jaws upset you? Um, no, I. Well, I mean it's with a moose. It's not exactly Jaws. I, I I happen to know that Kevin Smith loves Jaws probably almost as much as I do, and so whatever he does, I it's how I he measures distance. To, yeah, so. He does measure distance by how many jaws it would be. Yeah. Um, well, what's the, what's the Bruce's it's how many Bruce's yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> like the actual um, name of the chart. But at this point with Kevin Smith movies, I'm just going to 
wait and see. Yeah, I'll probably watch it, but um, if I see the trailer for Moose Jaws and it looks like this movie, I'm I'm not gonna. Watch I think it. it sounds like a terrible idea to begin with. Oh, which it, is, really? Is not promising because I bet it's gonna hit head to Netflix. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, are you done with things that you like about the film? I haven't even gotten to it. <laughs> yeah, let him. Gila boy. I, I'm like I'm Someone's chomping up. at the bit to get Actually, what I know. You know so. I think about the only <laughs> funny thing I thought Gila Point did was his reaction to Ralph Garman's voices. Yeah. He was just like overly entertained by that, which I thought was funny in that moment. Mm. Even though that um, moment was stupid, the whole thing was stupid. Yeah, I'm not saying I enjoyed that part, no, but of the I did film, enjoy it. That's pretty good. Like he's his reaction to it was probably one of the funnier things in this movie. The only other thing I can think of is I did think some of the yoga stuff with Justin Long was funny. Hmm. Um, some of like the poses, like the unhappy True. customer. I still think is yeah, a fun, dissatisfied it's a fun, customer. Yeah. Dissatisfied customer is a funny idea for a yoga. What pose. does he say? Like, I don't like your I product. Am, I am not pleased with the product you've sold. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like crossing your arms and like shaking your head. Uh, some of that is entertaining and that's it. All right. Mikey, you gave it three stars. This means three? that this movie is in the like category. What did you. he give Armageddon? Uh, a I one. Don't remember. Yeah, it was low. <laughs> it was, I couldn't go low enough. All right, well, I remember explain yourself. Armageddon. I don't know. Well, I watched this, and after listening to Jared and everybody, I I went into it expecting to hate it. Can you get your hand in front of your mouth? It's not in mouth. front of my mouth. It's just my finger, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's noticeable. Um, <laughs> um, so sat down to watch it. You know, the way I looked at it, I really want to punch him in the face so bad. <laughs> no, it's such a slow burn. This is a this is a freaking. Yeah. It's gonna end in a fizzle. It's it's a, I don't know. It it kind of grew on me a little bit towards the end. I don't know. I I threw it in the light category just because. It got a little better towards the end. The Did beginning, you like I didn't like the cinematography, Mikey. That's always a big sticking point for you. I wasn't paying any attention to it. I mean, it's yoga hosers, dude. I'm not going to pay a whole I, lot of attention. I have to, to agree it. with Mikey on this one. Yeah, the I, cinematography I was the last thing on my. Yeah, I'm trying this, to throw him a lifeline. He gave it a especially three. when I started it. This was something that I was just trying to make it through. And Take I mean, the life preserver. And, and don't get me wrong. I, th- this is probably something that I won't watch again. Um, you like the main characters? Not, not particularly. Um, Could have used. A few you more, like, few hundred more like acting their, classes. Well, and how about their sing and da- uh, dance sequences? And stuff? Oh, they they weren't great. Um, see, the way that I look at it, I think I think Kevin Smith's got a brand, and Kevin Smith went it, way way too far against his own brand. And yeah, his brand used to be good writing and good dialogue. I was going to say dialogue. Yeah. Well, that could be, but he made a teenage girl movie how many okay. teenage girl movies That's fine. have you watched this year I, you know what i, I, I already i've heard this argument about yoga hosers you can say that you made this film for a teenage girl audience that's fine the fact that there's no good dialogue in this film shows me that this movie was not made uh with any serious intentions on making a good film it's it's a teenage girl movie they, so they you don't can have make good a, dialogue you can I mean, make you a make kids movie and it can be pixar quality girl like you can still make like a good well <laughs> i mean film. i'll i'll hold up juno as an example it is a teenage girl <laughs> movie would anyone even, disagree with that, that i mean i will on. disagree with that that's not on the same level i mean yes it's a teenage girl's the main character but the majority of the audience that's going to see it isn't teenage girls this movie was just marketed to the wrong people i don't know that that's true man that was a huge in that demographic well it was but when you make I'm a sure movie it was, for what but you it say wasn't is classified as this is a goofy Mikey. stupid yeah yeah i should have looked them up i mean you make a movie for what he is kevin smith this said is like the, 12 the year old girls. i mean what what good dialogue was in the parent trap you make a movie <laughs> for know? 12 year old girls. see what i'm saying yeah, then you have a villain at the end a a monster that is cobbled together pieces of human <sighs> beings like like how well, do you that how was do you when make it started a 12 year old now here's the thing smith. not that a 12 year old can't can't like that but how do you make a movie and say it's for twelve year old girls? I'm not saying it's and for then do it to where girls. most parents wouldn't even want their twelve year old to like girls. see it. No, I'm Kevin saying, Smith said that. Oh, By the well, way, I, I'm did not, anybody else notice that the the villain, the big thing at the end, the, the cobbled together of human looked pieces, like a ninja turtle? No, it actually villain. looked like Bane from Batman and Robin. 
Maybe that's what I was thinking. Wow, well, the, the old bank. Hmm. Yeah, the, I honestly the don't cheesy. remember Batman and Robin. That was horrible. Yeah, by the way. Well, let's not get. Let's not talk yeah, about Batman yeah. and Robin. Batman and Robin. Batman Robin's looking pretty good right now. Huh. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Batman Robin's worse than this. Holy movie. yoga hosers, Batman. Yeah. Oh, uh, bat credit card. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, get some bat. I'm nipples. willing to give old Kevo a pass on it. I don't. You I you can't, know, Mike. I can. I can. can this is should. like mall rats that Jared hated and now he likes because Kevin's. You know what? Again. Mall rats is looking pretty darn good right now. <laughs> uh-huh. And cut. Jevin, or Jared was clip? ready to write him off in mall rats too. So no, I know. wasn't. Yeah, you were. You always hated that movie. No, because I saw Kevin Smith. Say that by he the didn't time like I it. watched the first Kevin Smith film, he'd already had four movies out at that point. So the fact that he made a terrible sophomore uh, effort did not surprise me. Uh huh. Yeah. Well. Still. The fact that people tried to convince themselves that it was good it did was surprise good. me. But it was good. Let's talk about yoga hosers. You still yeah. have not said anything that you liked about it, except for you're giving them a pass. Well, I'm giving them a pass, and I mean, like I said, I mean there there was some Kevin Smith clerk clerks references. Oh, so, oh boy, yeah. were they now? Now at the same time, you also have to keep in mind now, I have not seen Tusk, so that may have had something to do with this too. So I've not seen that. I. Probably should. I don't think it's that heavily tied into Tusk that it would yeah. matter. I don't know. But matter of fact, I forgot what we were watching was. it even was until... Yeah. Didn't one the of the Manitoba characters make manatee. a... Yeah, I was going to say, there was some reference to it. Because the girls saved the yeah. Manitoba manatee. That's right. No, no. So, uh, you know, the old Clerks references you liked, the store. You liked the Clerks references in Some the of them. Some of them. Uh, you you know. didn't see them as sad attempts to be like, remember when I was good? No. No, no, because you're only saying that because you're mad at Kevin Smith because you don't like this movie. I'm just Mikey, saying it is. It's a that's why they're in there. Well, okay, then I can say the same thing about Rogue One. We what are the intended audience. Or not, not Rogue One. What was the one that I had to see? What was the other one you forced me to see? <laughs> Episode Force seven? Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. That hey, one. Look, All look, the throwbacks Mikey. of that one were we, just, oh, Jared, this is what it was good. Jared, Nick, and I. the same thing I, about that. Jared, Nick, and I are <laughs> the on. intended audience of Yoga Hosers. We are the people that should re- love the ridiculous yeah. movie <laughs> more than because most people. We, I understand we that, and that's Kevin what I'm Smith. saying. This and yet is, we still didn't. This that is says this something. is a this is a the wrong guy making a teenage girl film, and he caught a bad rap for it because most directors that make movies. Do you like think this his passion was to good. make a teenage girl film? No, he wanted to. Hey, you know what? I can put my daughter in a movie. I'm going to make a movie with and my daughter. There is why everybody. Gets mad at him about it. Who cares? It's not a bit. The movie wasn't that Mikey, terrible. If he uh, wants to go have fun Armageddon with his daughter, worse. if he wants to go have fun with his daughter, I I do not disparage him. Uh, a film that I'm a big fan of is the Spy Kids uh, movies. Of course, that's was Robert Rodriguez's attempt to just be like, I want to hang out with my kids, and I'm going to have a major studio pay me to do it. And this is what those I films was are Kevin actually Smith's work good as that. a kid film and work for adults who just want to have fun with the film. This movie does neither of those. Well. That's, I mean, yeah, but that's completely also, different movies. I will say this. Now, I I don't claim to have my finger on the pulse of what the yeah. teenage girl community is into. What? Well, you tell me I the last teenage girl movie. I can tell you that Kevin movie. Smith, the 40-year-old, maybe 50-year-old man, definitely does not either. There were so many moments of this film where I was like, oh, it's such a sad attempt you know of what an it felt old like? man not understanding You know what it felt like? Culture. The writing of Encino Man. Yeah, yeah. It felt like uh, an old out of touch man on. writing a movie yeah. for kids. Yeah. No, I don't see that. His I see, attempts I see to try these, to be hip I see and cool. These girls are, are the most annoying sad. girls on earth, which real girls are. In you know that they're not supposed to be, right? 15 year old girls. The, 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 girl, most the main girls. characters in this film were not meant. Then you are absolutely not seeing the film Kevin Smith wanted you to. You are to see them as warriors. As Warriors. heroes that should be followed, I'm not. They're I'm supposed not to be role models for, for young Smith girls. Told me, I'm telling you what I what I thought of it. And what I thought of don't it was, understand. But these girls are annoying. Way of life, and everyone just. And you know, I don't cool. see any difference between them and real girls that are 15 year old today. I mean, what what's like the any difference? Of the ones that he's dating, they look the same. They look the same <laughs> through my binoculars. Either way, no. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't. I don't buy that. I, I think this is just one of your favorite directors that has made a bad movie and you're turning on him over it. And I just, you it's know. It's getting harder to defend his movies. Well, I haven't seen Tusk. You so. know, and that actually is a uh, point that we should make here is uh, I was a huge Kevin Smith for a very long time. 
and slowly have seen Still movie him after I'm movie. I'm Kevin Smith fan because of you. Yeah. Like, you got me into watching yeah. the movies. You got me into listening to the podcasts. Like, I mean, I'm into podcasts sure. because of Kevin Smith, because you got me into Kevin yep. Smith. Like, you, you were well, very I mean, let's be honest here. The, the wrong were, people watch this movie. That's the whole vocal, point. vocal oh, yeah. uh, giant for him. You you converted a lot of people to Kevin Smith movies. And, and Kevin we, Smith. The, We're the not sister, sitting here, the guys, sisterhood of the, the sisterhood of the traveling right? pants. I'm sure that one had a lot of good reviews, too, and a lot of great dialogue. It's a stupid teenage girl yeah, movie. But we're not talking about that movie. No one at this table has seen that movie. We're talking I understand about that, but that's what I'm telling you is it's this, this, this is a terrible teenage whatever movie. Let me finish my point. Um, I have been watching his career slide further and further down. Um, I, it's been a while since Clerks 2 came out that he made a film that can be put in the very good category. Uh, Red State had a lot of problems. Cop Out had a lot of problems. Zach and Mary were again, was okay, yes. but again, like I I saw that movie as a very sad attempt to try and cash some uh, cash in on the Judd Apatow uh, comedy. Zach and Mary was good, uh, and then of course Tusk. You had Tusk, which I actually thought was a tick up in quality. I did not, even if it had a lot of problems. <laughs> this movie to me has almost no redeeming qualities, man. Well, I know, and you're taking that and you're holding it against By the him. way, we're officially just talking about what we don't like about the, yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there, there's plenty not to like. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you're being way too hard on the guy. He's just, he's not making Clerks movies. He's not making, you know, he's making this stuff now. And I mean, you can hate him. This, I get you that do whatever this is a you movie, want, but I mean, Tusk, that I just like, don't see this being that bad. Born from a podcast, let's do what we want. Let's make whatever movie we want. I get it. I love the idea of it, but yeah. this movie it literally is filled with uh, just basically people that he wants to have involved in his movie. That doesn't mean they're the quality choices. Um, another podcast of Kevin Smith's that Nick and I love is called Education, uh, with a guy named Andy McElfresh. Uh, I love that podcast. Now Andy had done special effects work. Um, he had done. He was a writer on uh, the Jay Leno show. And he had done some stuff with Kevin Smith, and that's how they met. And he had done some like the bumpers and the openers for that and done the graphics for it. So when they went to go make this movie and they knew that they had to do it on a budget, he turns to, to Andy, who had no longer the Jay, you know, Jay Leno's not around anymore. He was not, didn't have that job. So he's like, hey, I want to give my friend some work. You know what? I'm going to have my friend do the special effects. That's fine. But he did all the special effects, and I'm not I'm not even blaming Andy because that's a that's a monumental task to do for one person, and it's someone that hasn't really done that before. I mean, he's done some bits and pieces there, but like you know, he's not a movie a special effects guy. the The special effects in this movie are awful. The graphics, the special effects in this movie, are awful. Mikey, please try and defend them to me. And tell me that I know that you're saving a lot of money. I know you're saving a lot of money. But but you could have got someone much better, like much more qualified to do those. And it might have helped the movie out, at least in my opinion, a little bit. Maybe the budget didn't call for it. it I I don't know. Now you're. Well, well, I mean, surround yourself with yes, man, and you can make whatever you want. You filled it with friends. You filled it with family members. Um, even though they weren't, I mean, literally well, like every member of the I mean, Johnny, Depp, of Johnny that, Depp's though. family. But, but, but wait a minute, movie. wait a minute. Every, every Kevin Smith movie is his friends in it. Yes, every but single less, one of them. less as the movie, as he got bigger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now less he just as put he his got daughter bigger. in there. Well, keep in mind also, actor and back in the day, Mikey, the lack of professionalism was a quality to his film that actually lent it something good where he keeps making movies with a little bit more special effects than the one before it, those type of qualities become much more glaring when they are as bad as they are. For me, Kevin, I know some people think it's Clerks, you know, his very first movie. For me, Kevin Smith peaked at Dogma. Dogma was the one that really solidified me as a huge Kevin Smith fan. Mm -hmm. And I've liked other Kevin Smith movies. But to me, Dogma was the perfect blend of up and coming indie with just really well done. It had people that even though they weren't as big at the time are big name stars. I mean, there was definitely big name stars in there, but I'm just saying not when you look at the, the level of the cast of that. Now it wasn't quite the same when that came out, but it was, it was the perfect storm. Nothing has ever reached the Zenith of dogma for me since then. It's just been all, 
even though I've enjoyed them, it's been all downhill. In fact, I avoided I avoided one though that I actually really enjoyed, one that I heard nothing but terrible things about. So I avoided for years until uh, I talked about it with Nick and Jared, and they said no, they actually like it. Was Jersey Girl? Yeah, Jersey Girl. I actually fun. really enjoyed Jersey Girl, but other than that, man, I'm trying to think. I have not actually was, not again, seen Red was, State. I got to put that out. Putting there. it in there, I haven't seen Red State. I haven't seen Red State. Was promising, but it kind of fell apart. I haven't seen any. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't watch a lot of his movies, and there's a reason for that. I mean, sure, he's. Probably not as good as he used to be, but at the same time, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It is just hard to see and remembering. I mean, a big part of like me discovering independent film was was Kevin Smith. I mean, he was my entrance. The first time I saw Clerks, my mind was blown. Um, And then Chasing Amy was just a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Um, then he did some bigger budget stuff with Dogma, which looked great and I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have enjoyed a lot of his movies and I've really tried to like a lot of his recent movies. Um, I tried really hard to like Tusk and it's just, I wrote it off as not for me. Like that movie wasn't something I was probably ever going to like. Yeah. This movie, I don't know who it's for anymore. <laughs> like I just don't. Well, and if I, I mean, can it's decide, for his podcast it's audience. for Harley Quinn Smith. That's, it, that's exactly oh the only. Goodness. Well, it's and the only explanation I can have is that he wanted these girls to could say have fun making their movie. I'm gonna make a, a couple of political Affleck, statements I mean, on the podcast. I yeah. I rarely don't, but I'm gonna go there for just a little bit. This is political or not? I don't know. Um, it's very popular to claim that pot has no effect on a human being. Um, I have watched the effects of pot on Kevin Smith more and more and more where now he it was is introduced to him in Zach and Mary. Yeah. Uh, because of Seth Rogen, but also because of the massive failure. He thought he had a hundred million dollar movie on his hands. Well, he now he's not. one of the biggest flag bearers for yeah. the use of marijuana. Um, and I have seen through his podcast and his professional films that have come out since then, that if you literally want proof that pot will degenerate your brain a little bit every day, Kevin Smith is proof of that. You know what, I though? don't buy that. I enjoy what I say, it on the pods, though. You don't. What I not. say what I say is it's not the pot. It's the fact that the guy's made how many movies now, and you're not going to, when you're making movies like that, you're not going to have a hit every single time. You're not going to put your all in Mikey, every single movie. he can't even be bothered to write good dialogue anymore. I don't think that that's the case. I well, mean, it's, it's harder to write good dialogue if you wake and bake. If that was true, I first of all, I would challenge you to try that and then let me know how that goes for you before you say that that's and not hey, true. But to, to, to kind of go on true, something that I think you're going on, let's, you know, I get it, man. We are four people who will never be as successful as Kevin Smith is. We're sitting around this podcast table uh, talking about how he sucks so bad because his career is down the toilet when... I will never have a career that even touches as uh, well. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. He's one of our favorite people. It's like like Tarantino says. It's like Tarantino says that he's going to quit after his tenth film because he says every every filmmaker loses their touch after the tenth film. Now, granted, maybe Kevin Smith lost it a little bit earlier, but I mean, he still did good in Clerks Three. What? When was that? That was that. There's never been Clerks Three. that didn't happen. Clerks 2. Clerks 2. Yeah, he wrote Clerks 3. I bet it's, you know, oh, it's going to be a stoner mask. Now. But, uh, you know, Clerks 2, I mean, he did good on that one. He did fine on Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, and and, and the idea that marijuana was just uh, just shown to him at Zach and Mira, I find that very hard. No, he he's, he's been very public about how he actually, there's, podca- there's podcasts where he makes fun of his stoner image because he's like, I don't do that stuff. Like, I want to be sharp and smart and stuff like that. It was during Zach and Mary that he, Seth Rogen opened it up to him. He tried it out, and then he loved it so much that he says he's like he had a second coming of his like he's like pot Jesus now. He <laughs> he's super vocal about it. Every no, I know. he can't I just go to a live him, uh, show without mentioning how he's baked or how. Oh, like, but I mean, they all he I smoked mean, up before he walked out. Like, I mean, look at Jay and Silent Bob though; those were all about pot. I but, just the idea that he's being I'm honest saying. and saying that in two thousand nine or whenever it was when they made Zach and Mir was the first time he ever smoked pot. I don't it was not the so. first time, but oh. he said that he never had much of an affinity for it. He as, didn't. He wasn't a regular user. And guys, let's get back to Yogo. I, yeah. I've indulged a little bit more than I think I would normally because of how much intimate knowledge I have of well, Kevin Smith. Well, and again, but, as we've said, we do this podcast 
basically because of Kevin Smith. Not directly, yeah. but indirectly without Kevin Smith. I really did not want to just hate on Kevin Smith during this. Yeah, yeah we are I didn't huge like fans. The movie. We love I still am a stuff. fan of Kevin Smith. I still oh, love yeah. his podcast. I still think he's got good movies in him. Well, that's my point. And I, and I hope he does. I hope he does, but this is not a good this sign. This is not the one, though. Oh well, no, I'm not. It's yeah, definitely you know. not the one. But I mean, and I will definitely say that it is his worst. Um, but yeah, I think that's you know. But if I we mean, seem more harsh than we normally I'm, are, and that's, it's because that's what, this. It's almost like we're watching a friend. It's like if you, we right. saw. It's well, like if if we went to go point. see Hateful Eight, and unlike what Mikey, uh, you know, was I was right though. believed. That it was a Believed, perfect film. I knew it. There was a crack in the armor, and it wasn't a perfect film. Mikey would feel hurt. You know, that's kind of no. how we feel. Oh no, it's there like wouldn't have been a crack. Now nah, Mikey would just never admit. Yeah, it. He, that's <laughs> true. He would just <laughs> deny, 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 deny. Yeah. Uh, it, I'll tell you, if, it, when I was watching the film, and Ralph Garman showed up, who is the, I guess, the main villain of the piece, where he's, um, he's got all the impersonations and all that. I realized, oh. like, oh, he couldn't even be bothered to write dialogue for him. No, he just what he had is he had a friend that could do impersonations, so he just had him do impersonations because that's what he had. Th- that that was the part where I truly started becoming embarrassed watching the film. I I was like, I, I it's like watching your friend melt down yeah. and being like, I don't want to experience this anymore. Well, Nick saw this first, so when Nick talked about yoga hosers, he said. Yeah, Rolf Garman's in it. He goes, but I think I don't know why he's there other than just to have an excuse to do his yeah, impersonations. Just found some excuse it's kind of like he just does these impersonations. I'd never anticipated the level of what it was. Yeah. It's literally him just swapping impersonations. Yeah, and all the big hits that he has is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Yeah. All ones we've heard as fans. Of- uh, from what I understood, I, I did some research on the film after I first watched it, and it said that that part was actually written for Michael Parks, yeah. uh, who is the basically the main villain in Red State, if you know who I'm talking about. He's from the first scene and from Dust Till Dawn. He's yeah. also in Tusk. <clears throat> yep. Um, and he's a great actor. I mean, he's he's a great also. actor, and I, I had a sense of sadness being like, oh, so, you know. If you've never seen a kevin smith movie he's the father figure for bill in kill bill oh yeah that's true he's yeah uh, yeah wait what yeah he's the guy in mexico i think it yep. is or south america who has the that's smoking um, the long cigarette yeah he, he runs the brothel is that right yeah that's michael parks is michael parks in two parts in that movie yes he's also I, the sheriff. okay he's also I like i sheriff. remember him as yeah. the sheriff and oh, i was yeah. like i don't know what no, they're he, talking he about. plays multiple parts yeah okay fair enough um so I guess what they did was they just swapped him out with Ralph Garman and then... Which uh, is a huge tonal shift, I would imagine. Sure. And then had him just read his lines in impersonating voices. Yeah. Uh, that, to me... I, I mean, I really didn't like this film all the way up to then, but that's that when that started to happen is where hard I to watch. really became hard to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, what else do you have? I, there's just... The girls in this movie, they're just bad. I don't yeah. know what else to say about it. Especially the writing around their father uh, stuff. Yeah. Is, that is some painfully unfunny yeah. material. There is Which not one? a... The, uh, how, Hale. Yeah, uh, from Arrested Development. and See, I like those. Did you? You yeah. thought where they were singing the song to him. That was a little annoying. Yeah. A little annoying. A little yeah. annoying. But I thought the whole going to... Uh, Wherever Niagara it was, Falls. Niagara Falls, I, I, I did and, and like, her stealing them away. Well, I did like when she goes, "Hey, uh, leave the door open, would you?" And then I like the very first part of that when he goes back and she goes, "Close the door," and he closes the door but steps back in it and like yeah. looks like a small child. <laughs> like I thought that was kind of funny, but then they drew, drew that out even further to where I stopped laughing about it. Yeah. Um, but no, the the girls with the singing. Oh my gosh, man! It what the point does that have in there other yeah. than the fact that I, sure I imagine. That Kevin Smith has Harley Quinn and Lily Rose Depp in his house from time to time, and he hears them in their room, probably belting out songs to fake micro- microphones, as you know younger kids do. I mean, they've been probably doing it for years before they're a little older. In this I know. Film. I'll I, put it in a movie. I yes, have, I'll put it. I have times. to imagine. What was that, was that sound? Jared that was me smoking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, oh, I thought something was wrong. You with looked the, at me. I, was I thought like, something what? was wrong with the sound equipment. Oh, well, it all comes go, in Jared. one. It's all mixed together in my ears. Um, 
I have to imagine, and I'm going to give him as much credit as I can, that Kevin Smith was like, I want to put my friends in a movie. I'm going to let them all do what they do best. Um, and in his fatherly love of his child mm-hmm. and their friend, has the parent blinders of like, well, they're really good at singing, and they, that's what they want to do in the movie, and so I'm going to put that in there. Yep. It, it's got to be what Like the, the kid that comes home with a C and the parent doesn't understand because their kid can never have anything but an A+. Well, you know, you just always think your kid's a genius. You need to go correct the teacher. I, just, I yeah. bet Nick loves that when yeah. teachers oh, come God. correct. Oh, don't even. Yeah, just, <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> you have no you idea. must have made a mistake. Nick. It is ridiculous. Um, and I have to think that's what happened with the Ralph Garman thing as well. And. Even and the, the two boys. the Kelfish thing doing the... The two boys were the, not Kevin sorry. Smith's friends, uh, but they were girls. Like They were literally those two guys that they got as the, right. the two uh, senior party uh, guys. Those guys were ones that uh, on earlier episodes, like so when Harley Quinn was younger, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith would talk about stuff with uh, Harley, and he would say how much she loved Teen Wolf and how much she loved... Literally, she was just had a crush on those two boys. So Kevin Smith is like, I know. I'll make them work together for months. This will be a dream. It's the best Christmas present, best right. birthday present I could give my daughter. That doesn't mean it's good, though. Well, and what bugged me was that was there was actually some good story ideas there about, you know, these weird series of events that converge on a kind of like from Dust Till Dawn. You have all these weird, right, desperate right. elements converge and then something nutso happens. Come to find out, those two had nothing to do with this plot at all, no. except he was just like, well... My daughter wants these two hot-looking boys, yeah, so I guess I'll write something for them, even though it makes no sense with the film and has nothing to do with the conclusion of the right. film. I think that there are a, there's a skeleton of a good movie in there somewhere. I, I have to imagine it just got lost somewhere along the way. I think that it all comes from a very positive place of Kevin wanting to just give everyone the opportunity to do what they do best. Mm-hmm. But I think he just made a movie to have fun and it just did not make a very good movie. No. Do you think the self I agree with that. Do you think the self-removal of Scott Mosier from I Kevin don't Smith, I don't want to We're getting we're getting too inside. Um, Long-time producer. You're talking about people I like very much. I do not want to trash these people, so I'm just yeah. not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel personally like the earlier stuff that was done with the, you know his good friend Scott Mosier. Um, his as, own Gary Kurtz. Now, he's been – now, granted, he his Scott Mosier's career has kept him very busy since then, but he never seems to find time for Kevin Smith projects anymore, and I wonder if oh, that's intentional on, or not. Oh, come on. Let's leave that. Alone, but I please. know. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean. This is, it's just well, I'm so not saying mean. it's just so mean, though. I'm not I saying can't do it. I'm not saying Free Birds is going to win like any Academy <laughs> Awards, but you know, he's got that new uh, Netflix show coming out. What's this? I, I don't know. Something about fur traders. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I do remember. That. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, do we have anything else bad to say about Yoga Hosers? I yeah. I'd I like also to, like, I'd the, like to just stop trashing oh, it. I, yeah. It was not good. I also like the Canadian jokes too. I, I like the Canadian jokes in a podcast. They work very well on me. I think there's a lot of funny stuff in there. Um, I don't think it translated into movie very well at all. Well, and they me. are too over the top to actually have an insightful well, joke. Is this movie them. offensive to Canadians? <laughs> I would I imagine not. it probably is, but I don't know. Um, I mean, I think just, now, is Tusk a, like that too? Yeah, there's some of that. Oh, okay. Not nearly. Not I think there's a place for Bob and Doug McKenzie, but... Not with the people that are in this film. Yep. It was never going to work with these girls. I guess we should actually really quickly mention that. Kevin Smith was obsessed with <laughs> yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie as a young child. So this movie is very reminiscent of yeah. like that. It's very pseudo-Canadian. Uh, I, th- I think the difference though is, though, that the guys who played Bob and Doug McKenzie were Canadian. I'm saying they were actually Canadian, yeah. yeah so I, I think he's gotten to a place where he's writing about things he doesn't really know. He's writing about things he likes to talk about, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really know. And so you lose a lot in there of a playful making fun of something when you're outside of it. Yeah. When you, when you see clerks and you see them have a conversation about uh, independent contractors on the Death Star, 
that's Kevin Smith taking what he knows and putting it into well, a Well, I think that what Kevin Smith knows is people talking about ridiculous things with their friends. And he, that's why his podcast works. That's why Clerks works so well. But when he's actually making the ridiculous things himself, uh, it's just, just not good. Yeah. I agree. I am, though, against my better judgment, I am looking forward to Moose Jaws. Yeah. I'll Uh, still watch it. I need to see Tusk. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Mikey might like Tusk. I think that we can close the book on Yoga Hosers, which, uh, Eric, uh, what's our movie for next (laughs) week? Oh, man, you guys are going to be so shocked. Uh Movie I've not over-talked at all this week. Uh Uh, It is called Sing Street. Sing Street. All right. So, Sing Street for next week, and until then, cue it up.